This is Jason Stewart Percy, and you're listening to episode 8 of The Chaff in the Wheat. We're going to read through Romans chapter 1 again, and then we'll pick up uh, in this episode and probably the next one at least, if not one more, uh, just looking at uh, verses 16 and 17. I just had a, a number of other places we wanted to read through as we go through this section. So let's uh, start reading in Romans chapter 1 again, read through the whole chapter. Paul a bondservant of Jesus, Messiah, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before through his prophets in the holy writings, the holy scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus the Messiah, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name among whom you also are the called of Jesus the Messiah, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus the Messiah. First, I thank my God through Jesus the Messiah for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means, now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established or strengthened. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now, I don't want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now, that I might, that I might receive some, or have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. I'm a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and to unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Messiah. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they didn't glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they didn't like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are, which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, 
full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Um, back up with me now, uh, again, um, a, a little bit further back here to verse 16. This is the part I wanted to focus on in this uh, episode and the next one at least. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Messiah, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek, because this message of salvation was first given to the nation of Israel, and many of them rejected it. Paul's going to talk about that later on in the book, as we uh, previously read. Uh, but then this message was then sent out to the Greek world or the Gentile world. For in it, in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So it's in the gospel that God's righteousness is revealed as something distinct from our righteousness. That's the idea that Paul is going to bring us to as we continue on in the text. So our righteousness is, uh, is the ability that we have to be good enough by what we do in order to make a way for ourselves into heaven or into God's kingdom or into whatever the, the end goal is for any per person's particular life. But in the gospel of Jesus, what we see is not our ability to earn something, but instead uh, we see God gifting to us his own righteousness, right? The very righteousness of God given to us as a gift. Now, uh, I've heard a lot of people talk about what the gospel is, what the good news message of Jesus is in a lot of ways. And a lot of times it just seems like the things that sometimes people are saying are things the Bible never says. And for that reason, I reject them. Because if it's not something that Jesus taught us, if it's not something that the apostles told us that Jesus said, which is really all the records that we have, um, then I think that we ought to reject it as being untrue. There's lots of things that people have said the gospel is, uh, and or maybe is not. Some people recently have heard say the gospel is not about uh, personal salvation. Um, it's not just about, or it's not primarily about uh, going someplace uh, when we die or about something related to that. Uh, uh, along those issues, that the gospel is more about living, uh, a, being a better person here uh, while you're still here, um, and uh, seeing the world change uh, by your obedience or by your faithfulness or by your ability to sort of bring the kingdom here uh, to the world through your actions. And so what I wanted to do in this episode and the next one is read through uh, places in the book of Acts where the gospel is preached, where the message is preached, and then uh, we can maybe draw our conclusions from that. And we'll also read several other places where these ideas are also talked about in the New Testament. So uh, look with me in Acts chapter 2. The first one we're going to start with is the Apostle Peter on the day of Pentecost. So we'll read through that and then we'll, um, we'll go from there. So in Acts chapter 2... Uh, beginning in verse 1, we're going to read um, quite a bit here in Acts 2. We're going to keep going, Acts 2 and 3 and 4, actually. 
Uh, we'll read through this. So, in fact, this uh, might be most of this episode. Okay, Acts 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were dwell- there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from, from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocked. Others mocking said, They're full of new wine. But Peter, standing up uh, with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea, and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know, Him, being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God, you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death, whom whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. For David says concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave my soul in Hades, in the grave, nor will you allow your Holy One to seek corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Messiah to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of the Messiah, that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses." Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out 
this which you now see and hear. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent, change your mind, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of of Jesus the Messiah for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus the Messiah of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And uh, they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the porch, which is called Solomon's, greatly amazed. So when Peter saw it, he responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this, or why look so intently at us, as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and asked for a murderer to be granted to you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers. But those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets, that the Messiah would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, change your mind, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, 
so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus the Messiah, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. Yes, and all the prophets, from Samuel and those who follow, as many as have spoken, have also foretold these days. You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning, every, turning away every one of you from your sins, from your iniquities. Now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they taught the people and preached in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. However, many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel, Israel that by the name of Jesus, the Messiah of Israel, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For indeed, that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we can't deny it. But so that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them, that from now on they speak to no man in this name. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge." For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and, and elders had said to them. So when they had heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, 
You are God, who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ, his Messiah. For truly, against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them, was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed each to each as anyone had need. And Joses, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet." Amen. Amen. We'll read through uh, Romans chapter 1 again in the next episode, and then we're going to come back to the book of Acts and read through a few more sections where there are uh, sections of preaching and then uh, several other places in the New New Testament that talk about uh, what the gospel is so that we can have a healthy understanding of what this good news message is really about from the perspective of the apostles, because I think that's probably the best perspective for us to have. Uh, right. Um, uh, Truly, I want the Lord to bless you and to keep you, to make his face shine on you and to be gracious with you and to lift up his countenance on you and to give you peace. The Lord bless you.